Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and Unity community. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us today. Uh, I appreciate your presence very much. I love walking this journey of ascension with you. And what an adventure it is. I love walking hand-in-hand and heart-to-heart with all of you. Uh, I want you to feel like you have a, a really safe um sanctuary and a space to land each day, a place to connect and open your heart, get inspired and uplifted and feel supported and loved. And today I'm very excited. My friend and friend of the show, uh, former Yale neurobiologist Jean Eng is here. We're going to talk about the use of sacred geometry and spirituality um, and Arcturian sacred geometry for manifestation. So uh, we'll take some live callers later for short mini healings. Uh, press star two on your phone to be considered for that. And later on, Jean will offer an Arcturian manifestation transmission. This is to help you manifest your intentions more quickly. So get those manifestations um, prepared uh, for that later. And now I encourage you to um, Really just sit back and relax, breathe, open, and receive. We have a lot to share with you today. Um, I also invite you to subscribe to this show if you haven't already. It's a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Audible, and Stitcher. Uh, And you can connect with us further in our private Facebook group or on Instagram. Just enter in Carrie Murphy or Straight Talk for the Soul to find us. And now let me tell you about Gene and we'll dive in. Um, Many of you know him, of course, but he has a healing practice in Thousand Oaks, California. He sees clients for energy healing, shamanic healing practices. Uh, He teaches seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. He travels both in the U.S. and internationally, facilitating healing sessions and workshops uh, around the Arcturian healing method, a modality that he created as a synthesis of his studies in healing. Uh, Gene received his B.A. from Stanford in human biology and and philosophy and religious studies, and he was formally trained as a neurobiologist at Yale, where he earned his doctorate. After his postdoctoral fellowship, he decided to step into the role of a facilitator of healing to directly interact with helping people. Most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align the subtle energy body, its channels, meridians, and energy centers to help restore balance and harmony so that healing can occur whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. And uh, today, I'm excited about diving into this topic because we're going to discuss the uses of sacred geometry on our spiritual path, Um, you know, how these sacred geometrical forms, um, they have these packed thoughts from the mind of God. So we're going to discuss that. And also, how to use sacred geometry in our meditations to empower the development of our energy field, uh, and some practical exercises uh, for using sacred geometry to work with our energy body. Plus, we're going to talk about how the Arcturians and other higher beings use sacred geometry to communicate and empower us. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun as always with Jean. So let's get started. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Jean as I welcome him back. So hi, Jean. Welcome back. Hi, Carrie. 
Oh, yeah. It's great to be back and uh, great to uh, be with everyone here. It's, uh, it's wonderful to spend this time together. It is, Gene, and I always look forward to, you know, finding out what you're going to bring through each time because you are a regular here. We were just talking about, you know, gosh, you know, all these seasons you've been here. But today um, we're talking about Arcturian manifestation with the use of sacred geometry. <laughs> so um, what brought all of this forward? I, I know that you've used sacred geometry in the past, but um, why bring this forth in this way now? Yeah. Yeah, I try to, um, you know, uh, talk about the latest thing that sort of I've been interested in or working on, particularly with the Arcturian consciousness and different spiritual realities or beings. And I was mentioning how I'm uh, right outside here in Boston. Uh, I'm currently uh, facilitating the latest Arcturian uh, healing method level, um, level 11, and it's called Divine Form. And I've been studying a lot. I might have mentioned his name, Dr. Robert Gilbert, and he's a really expert in sacred geometry. And it really meshed well with sort of what's being downloaded with um, what I've called the divine forms, which is really a form of, uh, you know, our different astral or subtle body vehicles. And these tend to be in uh, geometries. I think people have heard of the Merkaba, uh, which was popularized by um, Jumbala Melchizedek, as well as very ancient uh, kind of material. And it looks like a star tetrahedron. Uh, like in uh, two-dimensional form, it's very similar to the Star of David. Uh, there's also a Tibetan um, symbology using that, as well as many other traditions. Uh, but these are all actually vehicles or forms that our consciousness can use to travel in the spiritual world or in inner dimensions, uh, not necessarily physically traveling, although in the physical world, we've uh, science and technology has adopted these um, patterns also. So that's sort of why, you know, sort of come to the front right now in a very strong way. Right. Well, and the Arcturians are supporting you with that. You know, each time you're here, of course, the, the uh, audience grows. Gene, um, I, I want to give a little background about you um, to help people understand how you went from, you know, neurobiology at Yale to you know, healing um, in this way with the Arcturians. And I know you, you share a little bit each time, so I'm kind of curious what will come forth today with regard to <laughs> the journey that led okay. you here. Um, so whatever feels important to share. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it was an interesting path. I think uh, a number of uh, people who've um, become public, uh, who uh, started out in science and then, went into uh, healing or spirituality or sort of another line of maybe in the public healing or health domain. Uh, I, I was thinking of uh, Joan Borisenko. I don't know if people mm -hmm. are, um, know her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. She was, I was reading uh -huh, her books back in maybe high school, maybe inspired me to go into kind of the more medical <clears throat> research field. But she was actually, maybe she's coming to mind because she was a researcher at Harvard, which is like kind of right down the street from where I am right now. And uh, then was, you know, kind of a pioneer in the mind-body medicine, which now, you know, sort of very established, particularly uh, for the, uh, you know, us in the audience mm -hmm. probably listening to this. It's almost like a given that the mind was is connected to the body and leads to health uh, and illness 
Uh, but then it was sort of a groundbreaking, I think this back in the 80s or earlier. And uh, same with Norman Cousins, who has kind of healed mm-hmm. himself of, I believe, cancer through humor. These are like really the pioneers, I think, that I'm sort of standing on their shoulders. Uh, and I ended up in, you know, kind of really deep in kind of molecular research, like you mentioned at Yale, doing mostly neuroscience work. And I think what I was trying to do then was combine this um, spiritual, soul, healing, uh, consciousness interest in something that was maybe you might call hardcore or like a deep into science, sort of kind of mm-hmm. keeping those two together. And uh, just maybe for my own soul plan, when that was completed in a kind of a complete way, which is at the postdoctoral fellowship level, most people will either, if they continue down that track, stay in academia, maybe take an assistant professorship uh, or do another postdoctoral fellowship, or they'll go in what's called industry, which is really pharmaceuticals, uh, like in private sector, and sort of research different ways that that molecular research maybe is applied to drug development. There's a kind of general um, path. But I think that's when my uh, sort of spiritual opening uh, came in. And, and we're talking about 2007 or so, 2008. A while ago. I think there was. A, <laughs> yeah, a while ago. Yeah. Seems like a flash. Um, but if people were kind of following the spiritual trend, it was leading up actually to 2012, now that I can mm-hmm. kind of look back at the chapters. Um so I was just kind of getting in. I think there was an opening and, and a, you know, I was in a cohort of people who I met who were also kind of awakening, maybe moving from a very traditional job or role in like lawyer, like being a lawyer in business or some type of um, uh, professional uh, or business aspect and maybe moving into a very deep spirituality. But it led up, I think, to that 2012 period. Uh, which was sort of the end of the Mayan calendar because it took about that many years, that's like four or five years there, for me to kind of uh, pick up some of the pieces to actually bring through the Arcturian healing method, which is what uh, was around 2012, like the end of 2011 and 2012. So it's just interesting to see how that unfolded over a couple of years. Right. So I didn't realize that that came through that far back you know, 10 years ago. Um, wow. Did you ever um, uh, get into Bruce Lipton's work, Biology of Belief, um, anything like that back then? Yeah, actually, um, Bruce Lipton's work and then actually Greg Braden. Greg Braden, yep. His work mm-hmm. really inspired me. I think they, they kind of co-teach um, or do seminars together or have been. Right. Um, and uh, maybe with Joe Dispenza. And Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. was, also, was right. also, you know, a big neuroscience uh, uh, healer and uh, kind of luminary. But uh, what was interesting is I remember Greg Braden's book, and I have to think, maybe it, was, it had maybe source code in it, uh, was saying that, like, if you, to transform uh, kind of society, you actually needed, like, the square root of the population. Uh, only that amount needed to kind of change their consciousness for you to kind of affect the rest of the world. It was very interesting. He had like a, mm-hmm. a, a mathematical model. And I found that interesting because some of the work I was doing initially then was to do reconnections, which was mm-hmm. Eric Pearl's work. Yeah, I know. And I was too. like, oh, if I, uh, maybe, yeah, he's probably been on the show. And mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh, if I could do it, you know, this number of reconnections in the state of Connecticut, <laughs> you know, can kind of shift. Right. So kind of in that science, that, or shift Connecticut. I was in kind of that sort of science mode. But anyways, it was, it was yeah. interesting and fun. Yeah. Yeah, their work. I was, I I started the, my radio show in 2010, and um, I remember oh, wow. them coming on back then, um, and it was just, it was really powerful to see, you know, these scientists and you know, moving into this arena. And it sounds like you were doing it um, yourself right around that time, bringing through, you know, if you think about it, 2012 around then, the Arcturian healing method. Um, you know, not everybody was talking about like we are now in these circles so openly about, you know, star families, cosmic beings, things like that. Um, <laughs> talk a little bit about that and what the Arturian mm-hmm. method is because this is, you're still working with them and bringing through what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of very synchronistic because um, this place I'm in holding this level 11 was one of the first places that I taught that level one. <laughs> so it's almost like through the land. <laughs> full circle. Time, yeah, time, land. Uh, yeah, full circle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think you would really hit it right on the head in terms of how, you know, the evolution of what we were working on then maybe – Pre that was the sort of mind-body connection. That was sort of a new idea. We're talking maybe 80s, 90s with, I mentioned Joan Borisenko. And then uh, the field of research that that was kind of, I was even thinking of going into it was called psychoneuroimmunology. Like how the, you know, um, your psychology fit with your neuroscience or your brain and your immune system, which now we've kind of not like taken for granted or we kind of now is this part of the lexicon or or the established um, mind-body kind of connection. And then, like you said, that time with, um, you know, t- 2010 and uh, Greg Braden's work and Bruce Lipton's work, um, maybe the, the talk about, like, higher beings or star beings that might not have really been in the mainstream conversation of kind of the spiritual health mm-hmm. field. And then now it's, you know, like if you, you hear on the talk uh, uh, talk here, talk show, <laughs> um, right. uh, tele-summits, and uh, Gaia now has so many uh, programs of people, you know, who've been contactees and uh, where it was, I think, really difficult to kind of come sort of out of the closet in a sense to like really talk about it openly. And now I think it's really becoming much more mainstream. And for me, I was kind of working uh, not alone. I think it was there, um, but it was sort of like in closed circles. You're just kind of just doing the next thing. And now it's really, I think, blossoming, like you said. And I think what one of the things that it was reminded me of is I, I remember certain healers who I would read or study kind of maybe spiritually with. One I was thinking is Daskalos. Uh, his name was Stiliano Satishlis. And he was this um, initiate healer, very, very advanced, wasn't trying to be well-known or anything, uh, on the island of Cyprus. And uh, someone wrote a book about him, and there was an entire chapter dedicated to his out-of-body experiences seeing extraterrestrial beings who actually took care of the Earth. They kind of protected the Earth. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like someone part of MUFON or, you know, it was like just uh, he was just a very highly realized spiritual teacher, but that was his experience. And what he said is that the spiritual beings, the ET beings, the star beings, they didn't actually want to necessarily be known. 
they kind of wanted to work more behind the scenes. And that kind of made sense to my experience, meaning yeah. uh, if if the consciousness isn't ready in a, for a person who's sort of just a modern person, it could kind of destabilize you yes. to, uh, yeah. And so what I think is happening now, just to kind of maybe kind of close this uh, piece, is that now that it's much more established, you know, you can go to programs like this or you can see other people talking about it. Uh, it's much more easy for people to come out and have those, both to come out with their experiences, but also mm-hmm. to have those experiences. Like the beings will feel yeah. more comfortable coming, you know, to really bringing that to consciousness to someone. They may work it subconsciously in our dream state and still have the effect mm-hmm. that they're, you know, the positive effect. So now it's more conscious because I think there's a, a physical, structural uh, consciousness support for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so grateful for beings like you. I mean, it does take courage, you know, to, you know, move out of the mainstream like you did, <laughs> Harvard and Yale and all of this, to bring forth, you know, Arcturian star being, you know, healing methods and, modal- you know, this modality. Um yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, I had contact when I was young because we lived out on 10 mm-hmm. acres out in the middle of the country and then and then nothing for a while until after my near-death experience in 97. And then it started happening mm-hmm. much, much more. Um, and now, you know, I live with, you know, there's there's just trees in my backyard and sky and so all kinds of things happen. But it's beautiful to have so many people so open about it, um, their experiences, and also open to this kind of collaboration is what I feel. It's like a partnership and a collaboration and connection. Um, I don't get the feeling from my experience that they feel they're superior, but that we're all supporting one another, you know, in this. So what is your take on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very collaborative. I, I feel a uh... – you know, like I also was wondering because, um, like I learned, uh, and people probably learned this, like a very traditional invocation uh, of higher beings. You, know, you usually do it before healing or for spiritual practice, and then you kind of say thank you to those beings at the end, uh, like the angels and the archangels. And, and then I also felt with the Arcturians, they didn't even like they would just like do their thing, uh, you know, spiritually, and then they weren't even like interested in like uh, being acknowledged at the end. It was just always my feeling. They would just be like, okay, we're just kind of like uh, disappear and like we're good. See you next time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, very collaborative and and, uh, like an equal counsel sort of uh, feeling. Mm -hmm. So that was was my feeling too, yeah. Good. Um, So with regard to the Arcturian um, sacred geometry, I want to dive a little more deeply into – sacred geometry and and of course today we're talking about arcturian sacred geometry for manifestation um this is something everybody's interested in but what does this mean to you to bring forth you know the energies that will support people with uh manifestation yeah yeah i think this is a great study and i think um higher beings you could say like if they did have a language, you know, like maybe we connect to the angels, for example, we have maybe a holy guardian angel or our guides, and maybe we speak to them kind of in our language, like whatever mm-hmm. our primary language is in our mind. And it's probably, you know, that's very effective. We'll probably kind of, they probably don't necessarily speak English directly, but they're kind of picking up our thoughts. 
But if we were to maybe ask what what would their language be, like closer to their uh, language, it would probably be like a symbolic language, uh, like like um, sacred geometry, like shape, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's kind of more higher dimensional um, uh, pattern. And so that's why I was calling it kind of these um, language or pack thoughts from the mind of God, because these are underlying patterns in all sort of fields, uh, whether it's science, technology, or spirituality, of how reality is manifesting. So we could just take, you know, a very straightforward one, which people may have studied or meditated on, or we've all been exposed to, and that's the point with the circle around it. So like the center of a circle or the sphere. And so many things, as we see in nature, are spherical or spherical and moving, so like uh, the vortex. And when you start to tap into that pattern, even though it seems very straightforward and we can kind of go over maybe how that could be used like meditatively, you're really resonating because you're putting your consciousness into patterns that are universal. So this isn't I'm talking about the Arcturians yet. But if you use those patterns in your work, maybe in the way you communicate, uh, and then specifically to spiritual realities or beings, then you're sort of closer to their language. They can kind of translate that back to you through that, that pattern. Uh, so that's probably why, um, you know, this particular study, uh, with the divine forms that I've been working on. And then, uh, for this topic, just how the higher beings, and we've talked about the Arcturians, could use those patterns to communicate to us and then also to manifest things uh, through us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, whether it's, you know, radiant health, wealth, love, you know, all of these beautiful things that we have the opportunity of experiencing, you know, on the on this physical planet. Um and you know you know moving into 2023 it's always you know it's a it's a beautiful time for new beginnings and creating and so um we'll get into more of that and and you're going to be offering a transmission later for that as well but i want to talk about how we can use sacred geometry you know for all of us and for everybody listening in in our meditations um to develop the energy field so what would you suggest to to everyone listening mm-hmm. yeah i'll just describe one and like you said we'll do much more interactive type of mm-hmm. meditations and energy work particularly around the manifestation but the kind of the symbol that was coming to me and this is kind of like i know many people connect uh, to their guides and just kind of receive a pattern and or receive um, a message. And, but this time it's a pattern, since so speaking of patterns, and it's the Vesica Pisces. Uh, and I could, uh, many people might know what that is immediately from the, you know, kind of the label. But if I were to describe it, it's basically two circles and the mm-hmm. circumference of one goes through, if they overlap each other um, partially. And the circumference of one is sort of crossing the center line or the center of the other circle. So if you could, it's almost like a Venn diagram, if if people um, aren't sure what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's just two circles. And there's a number of things that that when, uh, because our subconscious picks it up right away. And so I'm just sort of unpacking what our, perhaps our subconscious, because it's such a universal pattern, is absorbing from that. Uh, So there's a number of ways to study sacred geometry. I just wanted to share a couple. I mentioned Robert Gilbert's work, which is great. You know, I have a series on Gaia on sacred geometry. It's great. And then I was studying with some Peruvian teachers, um, 
And, uh, and I was thinking of particularly Jorge Luis Delgado. And I really liked what he said is that, you know, you, when you study sacred geometry, you don't have to get technical. Uh, you just, if you just absorb it with your eyes, the light mm-hmm. will transmit everything to you. Like you don't have to try to figure it out. And I really yes. like kind of, it's almost like a right brain approach. And so when you mm-hmm. look at that Vesca Pisces, you'll immediately um, absorb it much more uh, than what I, uh, what, what I'm about to say. Why that I'm uh, bringing that up particularly is because it's basically the first symbol of duality. So the circle I was mentioning, circle with the center, is uh, unity or the divine plane, sort of the non-dual, um, allness, oneness. And then when that splits into two circles, which forms the vesica, that's the first split of duality uh, that we go through in our consciousness from, let's say, you might say it's a separation from God's consciousness or this sort of journey into the uh, the dual dimensions, and now we're showing up as a physical body for now, temporarily, mm-hmm. in this beautiful kind of space-time reality. And uh, But when you see it, it's sort of very balanced. And the, the overlap of those two circles, like that's the vesica, kind of it looked like an almond, where the two circles overlap. That's a really important energetic vibrational point because it's the perfect balance in the duality, which is kind of what we're trying to achieve in all our endeavors, it's a dynamic balance. So, uh, so there's a couple of things you can, uh, we'll do, and we'll, I'll just describe a practice. We may, as I'm describing it, we can actually do it so people can sure. feel the energy and maybe they're already feeling it now. But, um, the other, the last point kind of more technical or descriptive is if you look over the, um, doors of a cathedral or if you see the Vesca in a spiritual tradition, they'll usually carve or have a very high spiritual being in that tradition in the in the vesica inside the overlap area in that almond shape so that you might see christ there or mother mary or the buddha because them as an archetype represent what the vesica particularly the overlap is they're sort of supposed to be like um, a, a universal pattern of balance on all dimensions whether that's Christ, mm-hmm. Buddha, or, or whichever tradition. But that's also a secret there. So if you put yourself in that geometry, if you put your energy field or your body, physical body even, and like if you created something like that uh, in the physical world, and then stood in the in the vesica portion, you're, actually your energy field starts to balance itself. So <laughs> there's a, so what, yeah, it's, it's a, that, that's yeah, um, kind of an amazing thing about that. Were you going to mention something? Or? No, I was just I listening. I and, and now, <laughs> I love what you're sharing, that's all. Oh, great, great, yeah. So so in this practice, or the general idea is, like, how do you use that? You know, kind of, there's kind of like a light bulb maybe going off, like, oh, I see now, like, unless people have already done this, is that you can take those patterns, and then it's considered an advanced practice, but it's very straightforward once you know the idea is you meditate those patterns in your energy field. And then those vibrations get transferred to your consciousness and subtle bodies. That's the most powerful way to do that. So how could you do a very straightforward, simple way to meditate the vesica around you? Uh, So I learned this from Robert Gilbert, and then now it's really a big part of the Arcturian method. And what you do is there's these chakras that are outside your body in your um, vertical pillar. They're called the transpersonal chakras. So if you could think of your crown, uh, you know, which is at the top of your head, 
if you just move your awareness about six to 12 inches above your head or 15 to 30 centimeters, there's like another chakra there, another energy center. So it's sort of outside your physical body. And then, and sometimes people call it the soul star or, mm-hmm. or you know, in certain traditions. Or um, And then if you go, there's the same thing on the opposite end. So if you were standing or seated, if you're standing, it would be right beneath your feet uh, if you're on the floor. So about 15 to 30 centimeters or 6 to 12 inches uh, beneath your feet if you're standing is another uh, chakra. So they sometimes call it the earth star. So now people may have heard of those, may have meditated there, meaning put their awareness there. But what you want to do uh, to kind of uh, invoke this vesica shape is you would then connect those two chakras in your mind, like sort of with rays of light that look like Mm -hmm. an almond shape. And then your energy body and body is sort of inside the almond shape, which is the vesica. And now you're in, even though you don't have the rest of the circles, (laughs) kind of, you you could imagine the rest of the, you know, circumference of the circles, but you're kind of more focused on being in the overlap. And now you're in resonance with the Vesica Pisces uh, shape, and it's now deeply affecting your consciousness. So that meditation is, uh, you know, we could meditate at those two centers, and that, of course, is very powerful. But if you start to meditate the shape of those two kind of being the, the vertices of the uh, the Vesica or that almond shape, now you're kind of going even deeper into a universal pattern and that would balance your system immediately yeah dynamic balance um yeah mm-hmm. there was this uh and i and i think many people have probably heard of this by now but in one of my books years ago when i was writing i was writing about sacred geometry and you know it was kind of like okay what's going to come through and one practice, which I know a lot of people can do, is that that figure eight sign on its side um, to balance the left and right hemispheres of the brain. You know, just kind of oh, yeah. visualizing that or even using your finger to um, kind of trace that that um, shape to, to also bring uh, the left and right hemispheres into balance and harmony. And um, so there's so many things that can really... Mm. Um, harmonize us and balance our consciousness and um, mm. yeah it's amazing how powerful we are right Jean mm. what we can yeah. we, what we can do and um, so um, let's talk about the Arcturians now and these other higher beings um, and how they use this sacred geometry to communicate um, with us what can you say about that mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to, because it's so synchronistic to about the infinity shape that came through mm-hmm. for you during that time. And that's a beautiful shape to use. And I'll just try to drop these, like, my own uh, kind of connection to that. Like, when I was, I called it my big brain period, because I was trying to prepare <laughs> to get into graduate school. <laughs> yeah, so over about a year or two, I did all these, I explored all these exercises. And I don't know if people know about this, maybe people in maybe the developmental field or education. It was called the infinity walk. And you would uh, walk in an infinity sign, and it was supposed to balance exactly what you say, balance your brain uh, and make you smarter, you know. And, uh, you know, you could also use it if you had challenges with, uh, you know. So um, I, I remember doing that, a lot of that infinity walk, which is what you're talking about. And then yeah. maybe more practically, people might do that, like walk in an infinity, just like you're kind of doing it between the hemispheres. 
But um, uh, Dr. Ibrahim Karim, who started biogeometry, which is kind of also using deeply sacred geometry kind of from an Egyptian, ancient Egyptian uh, background, uh, he taught a technique which is great, like you, uh, using the infinity symbol. So you think about a past experience, and usually it's one that, you know, does, is uncomfortable and it could even be traumatic. And any, and he, he pointed this out. Anytime you think of the past, you actually disrupt your energy field in the present. It could even be a positive one. Mm-hmm. It seems that like when we think of the past, it somewhat disrupts the energy field in the present. And of course, if we think of something traumatic, it would also do it more. But you can yes. do this very simple healing technique. Yeah. Is that you go back to that past image and particularly one that may be very unbalancing or traumatic. And then he said, just imprint. Um, the infinity symbol on top of it. Just see it, like, on your mind's eye. And it will rebalance your field now in that symbol. Uh, just by, like, that simple projection. There's so, so much power in that, what you brought up, that infinity symbol, you know, the horizontal oh, yeah. figure. And uh, you can test it with the, their pendulums, and it really, um, you know, I was kind of in that uh, training or workshop and saw the first-hand experience of that. So I just wanted to share that. Maybe it might be helpful mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, I love the infinity sign. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you, there's yeah. all sorts. Yeah, you can use that for, yeah. But, and you know what you just said about bringing up the past, whether it's um, traumas or different things, you know, all that energy is really inactive or dormant. And until mm-hmm. we kind mm-hmm. of reactivate it with our focus in, in igniting that memory, then it's alive in the present because all everything's now, but it's mm. dormant or or not active until we bring it back up. And so that's why there are so many people who share, you know, try to stay in the moment or, you know, a lot of healers say you don't have to actually go back and re-experience mm-hmm. the trauma to move beyond it. And it's kind of what, mm-hmm. um, what you're talking about, but if they do, use the figure eight. <laughs> it brings some balance um, <laughs> to the trauma. Um, but okay, so the Arcturians, um, how mm-hmm. do they communicate with this sacred geometry? Yeah, well, I had this interesting experience, and it kind of is the basis of this transmission uh, that we'll do in a bit. Um, so I was holding this. Uh, like um, like a manifestation uh, transmission with the Arcturians. It was an Arcturian base. This was before uh, any sacred geometry came through. And then, uh, so I was, you know, holding it and kind of in this meditative silent state as it's sort of coming through, you know, for the group. And then I started to just kind of tune into what the Arcturians were doing. <laughs> you know, I don't always do that, but sometimes I kind of look in my mind's eye. And then I kind of, <laughs> this is just, you know, maybe my interpretation of what was coming down. Um, but I saw an Arcturian, and uh, and it acknowledged me, and it kind of, in my mind's eye, and it threw me this, like, it felt like a baseball. You know, just threw me, like, this sphere. And I was like, oh, okay. And then on further reflection, I realized it was a dodecahedron, which is a shape of one of the triplatonic solids. It's very, it's you know, it's a, a 20, it's 12-sided, and it kind of looks spherical. Like, of course, it has sides. And supposedly our Earth grid is like a dodecahedron, like maybe the Christ grid, if people also study that. And it's a very powerful um, uh, platonic solid. In fact, the first um, nuclear bomb, the shell, the, to find the right reaction, actually they had they came up with the dodecahedron was what allowed the reaction. 
So we can talk more about why that's such, such a powerful symbol. But then I think what the Arcturian was trying to say, or the way I interpreted and unpacked it, is that this is kind of the pattern you want to use for manifestation. And so I've unpacked that more and had a couple classes more, you know, unpacking that. And so kind of every time I connect with the Arcturians, they sort of maybe upgrade it or make it more personal to kind of the group that's being, you know, the downloads coming for. But I think they were trying to say, you know, this is this is the pattern for manifestation. And there's um, some cognitive things that I finally found to understand what that meant. But uh, like that was what? my most direct experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, so this actually came from Rudolf Steiner. Again, I studied it through um, Robert Gilbert. But it's called um, The Physics of the Etheric. And basically, the model is, uh, so you have the manifest physical world, and then um, I usually use like a four or seven dimensional model. So I'll just say it really quickly, if that's new for um, the listeners or people listening. So then a more subtle dimension above that is like the pranic or etheric or energy field, energy body, then the emotional body, mental body, and then you have like a causal, spiritual, and then divine body. Now, what's interesting in manifestation is the um, emotional mental body, sometimes they call it the astral body. It's like our thoughts, like, uh, like let's say we're, we are very, um, we have a lot of desire and a thought to create like a new business, a new business idea. So that's in the astral field. But it has to condense down through the etheric field and then down to the um, physical. Like then you know, maybe your business, uh, maybe you develop a store or a store online and all of a sudden, you know, you're selling things and, and doing good things and sharing whatever your idea. Now, it's through the etheric that this um, physics of the etheric came through and that's associated with the elements and with these shapes because each element, which is the uh, platonic solids, is associated with one of the shapes. And so just to kind of make this, uh, this idea kind of condense and then we kind of see where it goes, is that the first etheric, like if you have uh, from the astral, the first dimension of the etheric that it condenses into is something called the warmth ether, which is like if you thought, oh, you know, my emotional, uh, mental idea is now condensing down, it has to be something in the etheric body. It's called the warmth ether, and that's the actually the fire element, and so it's the shape of the tetrahedron. And it's picked up as infrared, actually. So it was very interesting because I was studying, you know, with the UFO kind of ET orb phenomena. When you see orbs in photos, like, like mm-hmm. say, something that's really coming maybe from the spirit world, it's because the camera can pick up the infrared channel. So yeah. an orb is sort of like getting close to the physical world. It's not quite all the way in the physical world, but there's something in our physical world that could pick up its frequency. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is the infrared. So it kind of yeah. matched exactly what what Steiner was talking about. So anyways, um, all, it, these keep condensing down, and they're associated with each of the elements until you get to the earth element, which is closest, or the earth frequency. They call it the life ether. Uh, and then it condenses finally down into something that would show up in the physical world. Hmm. That's, that's so interesting. Um Yes. Uh, and so someone was asking, um, the Arcturians, when you bring through the manifestation, I mean, do they bring through different, what is she asking, different shapes or symbols for manifestation? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so there are a couple of things. Like with the dodecahedron, what they usually will do, is, and we'll do this in the transmission, is they kind of package it in an easy way. They're using that pattern. And then with the, and then when the, let's say we start the transmission or the energy transfer from them and you have your, uh, let's say goal that you want to see manifest, they're going to use, when the frequency is hitting you, it has already embedded in information fields, the dodecahedron, uh, information in it. And for whatever reason, and there's a number of reasons because the dodecahedron in the five platonic solids was considered a very secret shape back in like uh, Greek times, Greek initiate times, ancient Greek uh, times. And uh, supposedly if you knew that shape, like you couldn't reveal it to anyone. And uh, like upon death or, or something within the mystery schools. And it's considered the fifth uh, element. So you have um, earth, water, fire, air. And then in that tradition where you have a fifth element, it's either space or it's ether, which is the etheric body. And that fifth element, the shape of it is the dodecahedron. Mm -hmm. So it enhances the manifestation. The Arcturians use that pattern in the transmission will do to kind of accelerate your uh, condensation from the mental dimension and your desire, which is the emotional dimension, into the physical. And I was mentioning it actually proved out to be very true that it has mysteries of uh, this 12, the the number 12 and the 12-sided shape, which is the dodecahedron, uh, mm -hmm. you know, back in ancient Greek times, why it was so powerful is that what I mentioned before is eventually, as one example, it became somewhat the mystery of the nuclear fission because the nuclear bomb, which of course is maybe was the wrong way to use it or maybe, uh, was um, able to actually ignite out of a shell that was a dodecahedron, so the, the nuclear reaction. So there's really mysteries in that shape of basically kind of creation itself. And so the Arcturians are um, kind of communicating through that shape to assist us in manifesting perhaps something positive or our desires yes. or our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> something to bring love and joy and unity and beauty and grace into the world and into our lives. So for those of you listening, write down um, your intentions, because when we do the transmission soon, you know, this is a good time for that. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should try to find um, that shape and put it in our you know, our email later, just so that people can see it, um, you know, that the dodecahedron, um, so they can actually you know, see it with their eyes. So uh, maybe I'll try to do that after the show. But, um, and I do want to say, um, I may take a, a couple of questions, like if you um, need some healing in some way, um, genes can support you with that, with some mini healings. So press star two on your phone. It looks like, I'm not sure if the phone system is working perfectly right now, but I am getting messages in from the webcast. So you're welcome to write in as well. And then we'll do the group um, transmission. What I'd like to do right now is talk about um, 
you're going to go much deeper into a lot of this. Every time you're here, you offer live gatherings, um, and they're some of our most, you know, favorite things that you do here. <laughs> so these will be um, January 16th, 17th, and 18th, and these are the Arcturian Sacred Geometry Transmissions for Manifestation, the perfect timing uh you know, going into 2023. Um, so for those of you who are interested in reviewing this offer, you can find it at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Uh, click on our marketplace link and then you'll see Gene's smiling face. Uh, click on his picture and Gene, let's uh, briefly talk about there's three days included in this. Um, describe what you have planned for everyone with these live transmissions. Yeah, yeah, this has been a really popular format because you can uh, contribute or attend live, and it's really the energy is there, the downloads occurring, even even though we meet like two, two and a half hours each day uh, on three consecutive days. You're sort of almost like on a mini retreat because you're always in the energy field. It's even affecting you even during your sleep time if you want. You kind of can learn in the inner world during the sleep time in that energy field. And I think for this, with sacred geometry, and uh, we were kind of getting to this idea, there are actually certain beings that are considered, uh, they kind of create out of sacred geometry. And if people have studied the, I mentioned the spiritual hierarchy, which is the hierarchy of angelic beings, the ones mm -hmm. in particular who are either teachers or considered masters or maybe even creators of these universal patterns are the Elohim, yeah. just in case people were... And so it's really, I think, these higher beings that start teaching us when we study this. So in many respects, these transmissions here is almost like a, a temple school where those beings are being invited, plus the Arcturians. And they're kind of downloading, you know, I, I had to, like, we create some kind of structure in terms of the write-up. But really, it's, um, it's almost like an advanced class because they're downloading things that are particularly relevant to us. Uh, there and then there's some framework for each of the three days so I think that's the real connection is, uh, is to make a connection to those beings because they continue to help us in all you know very practical things in our life uh, also in this very specific kind of initiation study and they may guide you to study other things after uh, this particular you know group meeting but in general there's three meetings and we're kind of working with some fundamental forms that can then be used practically uh, for manifestation. So if you wanted to take it from a very practical standpoint, you may have certain goals or intentions. Like you said, we usually start some new patterns or start some new endeavors in the new years. So it's very appropriate to that. Okay. Uh, but these patterns can all be uh, helpful for manifesting and also for any type of spiritual work, which will, which I was starting to talk about with the Vesca Pisces meditation. And so there's some other ones. Uh, but just in general, the first day we work on that divine form, which is actually the point, and then the surround, which is the circle, you usually see as the circle circumference, is actually a representation of the most dense domain, which is the physical domain. So it's sort of like the point with the, with the circle around it is that um, mm -hmm. geometrical pattern. And then there's something called the Arcturian cubical cross, and the cubical cross is a, a general pattern. It's sort of like the three axes that you might have studied in geometry or the three axes that make up a graph, you know, the X, Y, and then the Z axis. And this can be meditated in any particular chakra, particularly the center of the head. And so there's kind of, uh, depending on which beings you're connecting with, 
the center of the head can have an axis kind of in the horizontal plane that's above mm -hmm. your ears, for example, and then the one that's going between your um, uh, third eye in the back of your head. And then finally, the kind of the Z axis or the up-down axis is actually the uh, central channel. So that center of the head already has that cubicle cross inside it. And this is, in this case, would be energized by the Arcturians. Mm -hmm. So then on day two, we actually work with this, these five platonic solids. And those are associated with the five elements. So we're working deeper with that physics of the etheric to manifest. And then finally, we are working with specifically the dodecahedron, which we'll kind of experience here. Mm -hmm. And as a, mm -hmm, it's just a practical example, and maybe going back to the question of the person who asked, like, how do the Arcturians work with these shapes? When right. you do your meditation, yeah, or manifestation work, and when we have the transmission, you can imagine the dodecahedron in this first chakra above your head. Uh, and also, in, in mm -hmm. case um, to make it easier, I have a shape uh, already on a PDF of the dodecahedron. So I'll kind of um, see if that works as an image that, that can be put on the web mm -hmm. page. Or, um, okay. And, uh, yeah, if you put that in the first chakra above your head, it's almost like the rest of your energy field downloads that information. Wow. I'm not sure people knew that. Yeah, so that's a kind of an easy way to download the the shape information to yourself. Just the the shape the uh, the images on the offer page are pretty powerful mm. themselves. I don't know if you're looking at it right now, Jean, but um, um, you must have oh, submitted yeah. these. There, these are amazing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the day two image. That is like, whoa. Uh -huh. um. <laughs> is that the one with the net the, with the, the um, gold sphere in it? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yes, what is this that? is the grid. The grid. Uh, it's okay. representative of what's called the. They call it sometimes the masters of the net in ancient Egypt. So, like, mm. and people have probably have heard of the grid structure that, like, is um, that makes up the universe. So yeah. it's like this universal grid, and then if you have a three-dimensional structure, it sort of bends into that space-time grid. That's kind of what that's trying to uh, embody. That that photo. That is a powerful image. And then the one for day three, that is the Do uh, Tekahedron right there. Is that it? Um, yeah, I think that looks like a Nautilus show. No. Yeah. No, maybe I, no. Oh, no, no, no. That was the first one. That was the first one. Okay. But, maybe um, I think that uh, it looks like a flower. Yeah. Maybe not. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. Yes, yes, I have the images, uh, but not in the webpage. But wow. yes, right. that's actually uh, considered like a tourist field, which I haven't talked yes. about yet because we could talk about that too. But that's a, um, a it's sort of a three dimensional circulation of the circle mm -hmm. and, and the mm -hmm. sphere. Yeah, so actually, you could meditate. Like, that's another thing that a person can meditate in their field to circulate the energy. Right. That's a powerful mm -hmm. image as well. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so did you finish talking about the third day? I got distracted uh, by the image. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So just to kind of <laughs> maybe to conclude that, yeah, some of those images, what I've found is, you know, um, like those are from eye stock, but when I choose them, what I found is the higher beings can use things in the physical world to transmit. 
so then they can transmit an idea or a pack thought through an image if it's close enough to mm-hmm. what you know to what their uh, original pack thought is. So I think those images have been you know so somewhat enhanced maybe and, and can be a transmitter of higher beings communication to us. And like yeah. you said, just by looking I at them, it. they'll <laughs> connect up to the uh, higher beings. Yeah. Um, so people can get a, maybe a flavor for the energies that might be associated, like kind of what, that might come through or they come through right now or but right. associated with the uh, class. Uh, but just, yeah, just to conclude that, so we'll learn those exercises. We'll have time to learn those um, practical geometrical exercises, like in the field, similar to the Vesca Pisces meditation that I mentioned. And I think that's really where the rubber hits the road, so to speak. Like it, you can really uh, accelerate things if you start meditating those forms in your field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention there's a five-day bonus offer that you've included um, the Arcturian Grid of Gold Energy Healing. It's an MP3. It's an hour-long healing session that um, people can begin listening to uh, for physical healing of physical symptoms. Um, uh, what else can you share about this? Yeah, yeah, that was this entire kind of download that's been happening maybe for the last month on sacred geometry, and that was a that was just recently happened. And um, that's a healing where that that image that you saw with the gold sphere inside that grid, yeah, kind of uh, is on the mm-hmm. um, yeah the uh, page for the class. So that um, masters of the net or grid structure is kind of in all our subtle bodies, connected out to the universe. So when we're more fully connected into that grid, it's sort of holding vibration. You could call it light, information, color. When we're more connected to that grid, and it's very similar to what like the reconnection is in, from Eric Pearl's work. Uh, when we're connected to that grid, we're fed by the, sort of this divine energy. And so the Arcturian work or this grid of gold is to make sure that that grid on all your seven subtle bodies, physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, divine, is clear and connected and energized. And it's sort of energized with the kind of an Arcturian gold uh, frequency. Yeah. Thank you for including that. And so for those of you interested in, you know, working with that and listening right away, that is available um, for the first five days here. And and then uh, the live sessions will be, let's see, January 16th, 17th and 18th. So um, I love that you called it like a temple setting, you know, where all of these higher beings are going to come in and just uh be present and share and <laughs> collaborate <laughs> and um mm-hmm. beautiful jean how exciting um i encourage all of you if you're not currently looking at the at the offer page to take a look at it so you can see all of these the images that we're talking about and um okay jean i would love to take um at least one or two callers so we can do a couple of mini healings are you okay with that Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, again, it starts you to raise your hand. Um, when I call on you, if you could just share your name and a brief description of perhaps what's going on that Jean can help you with. Okay. So the first caller that I'm going to is area code 480. Yeah. Hi, you're live with us. Hello. 
Thank Hi. you so much, Carrie, for taking my call. Hi, Jean. Uh, my name is Jennifer. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi, Jennifer. Right into it. <laughs> um, and actually, if I could just make a comment, um, I've been doing some sacred geometry drawing, and it's amazing to me because how synchronistic all of this is, listening to you speak today. I had literally just drawn something a day ago uh, for a land healing project that I'm working on with um, some other people, and I, in the drawing, one of the things that I drew was a sun with a dot uh, in the middle, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure exactly why that was there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I got information about many of the other things that I drew, but that was on there, and I had the urge to draw a Vesica Pisces. I didn't end up putting that in the drawing, um, mm-hmm. but... I'm just kind of blown away by the synchronicity of it. And it may be in the drawing, like, vibrationally, because I was sending a lot of frequency to it. Um, and I also do work with the Arcturians, but more for animal type of healing work. Um, I've never called them in for my geometry, so I'm going to do that for sure now. But Wow, synchronicity. <laughs> yes, I'm like, just, my mind is like, a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so not to take up too much time, but, um, with regard to physical issues, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having some, uh, I guess I'm going to say like feminine biology issues. There's something going on with my uterus at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. but in addition, and I'm going to need to have, um, uh, not a hysterectomy, but another surgery. It's planned at the end of January. Um, and mm-hmm. around that. But in addition to that, I've struggled for a very long time with um, weight issues uh, that started to appear after I took some antidepressants uh, a very long time ago, uh, and I've not be able, been able to break this cycle with all of that with my body. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I would imagine there are others who can relate to that. So I'm grateful that you brought that forward, Jennifer. Um, Jean, what can you do to support in this situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's two frequencies that are uh, coming through. Uh, one is called the time-collapsing frequency, Arturian time-collapsing frequency. These are both Arturian-based. And that sort of um, helps us to efficiently go through our soul experiences and soul plan. And then the other one is the Arturian divine, um, wow, Arturian divine fire uh Frequency and that works with the Arcturians and the solar logos, very similar to that that symbol that of the the mm-hmm. circle with the dot is also a representation of the sun spirit. Uh, does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and uh, people can Jennifer, of course, will work with those intentions as she mentioned, and then uh, people can state their own intentions or just have the intelligence, the frequencies, the Arcturians bring that to whatever area is needed. Also, it's fully active on the recording, so you're making also a direct connection if you're listening to this as a recording. Okay, we're starting. We're starting with the Arcturian time collapsing human frequency. Carrie may have mentioned that 
usually in silence during the transmission of the energy. It more comes across directly, not necessarily through any physical sound. You may hear my voice. I try to just cue people in that I'm still here. You just tune in to how your body feels. You may feel nothing. It's okay. Energy is still working. You may feel quite a lot. Different sensations, colors. Vibrations, even inner tones. Continue to deepen the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. This frequency helps us to learn our soul lessons or, or manifest our soul plan efficiently. Now we're starting the Arcturian Divine Fire healing frequency. And this is a combination of the Arcturian consciousness with the Christ consciousness or solar logos. Usually it shows up as a very brilliant white or gold, gold sheen color. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm a little out to lunch. Um, (laughs) That was pretty amazing, actually. I felt guided to lay down when you were doing the work, and um, I definitely felt a lot of activity in the first portion, um, especially in my abdominal area and around my diaphragm and in my throat. but the predominant thing that I was experiencing through all of it was they were just telling me how loved I was, mm. um, which was kind of extraordinary. I just really could feel that. It was very beautiful. Um, and when you started um, the Divine Fire piece, uh, that was a lot of activation um, around my third eye um, mm. and, like, my nasal passages it's really weird that for whatever reason that's where I was feeling it in like nasal cavity mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. thank you so thank much you, that was just extraordinary <laughs> 
Thank you for bringing that forth from Jean for all of us, Jennifer. So blessings to you, and uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you again. Blessings to both of you, and happy holidays. Thank you. And happy solstice. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer. Okay. Jean, I'm going to go to one more. Again, if you could tell us your name and what's going on that Jean uh, can help you with. Uh, So I'm going to area code, let's see, um, 443. Uh, You're live with us. Hi, it's Kathy. Well, hi, Kathy. How are you? Good, and you? We're doing great. I'm feeling good. Good. (laughs) What could you use some help with today, Kathy? A lot of pain. Uh, um, I've had many surgeries and pain in my feet now. And it's uh, if it's mm. one thing ends, then another one starts. <laughs> mm. Mhm. Mhm. Oh yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. And that can be very useful. Also, others probably can uh, really help be helped by that. And uh, we're going to uh, use a number of what's called Arcturian Red Dragon Earth energy. And these are regenerative energies that can be very helpful for the physical etheric body. Uh, does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Oh, great, great. Yeah, and, every, and everyone else can make their intention if they like to also participate. Okay. We're starting with the Arcturian Earth. Red Dragon Regenerative Energy. It's a very energizing and clearing frequency. Helps to rebuild the etheric body and the physical body. So if you need any grounding or connection to the earth, there's a strong frequency for that. Continue to deepen the Arcturian Red Dragon Earth Regenerative energy. Now we're going to run one more frequency, also from the Earth Regenerative Series. This is called the Arcturian Cobalt Blue Earth Regenerative Energy. We're continuing to now run the Arcturian Cobalt Blue Earth Regenerative Energy, which will also regenerate the etheric and physical body, but is very good for pain, very cooling, like the cooling blue and containing frequency.
continuing to deepen this Arcturian cobalt blue earth regenerative energy that's cooling, clearing of pain, soreness, the inflammation. And that completes the transition to the healing frequency. You can gently come back to your physical body now. And just snap your fingers if you like to come back into this reality. Thank you, Jean. Oh, yeah. How are you Thank feeling? You. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm very light, and I'm outside, so I'm grounding. <laughs> <laughs> good. <Yeah. laughs> And you're laughing. That's always good, too. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Thank you for bringing that forward. Thank and you. Many blessings to you. And I you hope that too. you feel some revitalization with that. Um, yeah. I'm going to sign up for the package. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Jean. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, someone was just asking, they're not in front of their computer, um, and they said, I heard you mention the five-day bonus. What is that again? It is the Arcturian Grid of Gold Energy Healing. It's an MP3. It's an hour-long healing session for physical healing, physical symptoms, etheric, um, emotional, mental, causal. Um, so that is available for the next five days. Um, Tracy. Okay, so Jean, there's one, a lot of people wrote in, but I want to take one because I think other people could benefit from this particular um, question. Is that okay? And then we'll do oh, the yeah. group. Okay. Um, Cindy, hi, Cindy from Burnaby said, um, good morning, Carrie and Jean. Um, what image um or perhaps a transmission gene would be most helpful to meditate on or repair a strained relationship. And for her with Cindy, it's with her last living siblings. So um, is there something that you could bring forth to help with repairing strained relationships? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, if, the, uh, if there was a symbol to meditate on, it's the Vesica Pisces uh, okay. uh, symbol. And I'll just explain a little bit about that. It also can be seen as an energy circulation. So I mentioned, like, the if people can, if they have it or they could imagine that the overlap is where the balance point is. So, of course, we want to create a dynamic balance in our relationships, uh, kind of not too close, not too far. We sort of want to find that sweet kind of almost like Goldilocks point. It's always changing. But if there's actually um, the portion of the... Uh, um, the vesica that's like the arc of one circle and the arc of another could be seen as like a pillar so there's like two pillars and then the vesica itself the two points of the almond shape you know the the top and the bottom is a Mm -hmm. third middle pillar so that third middle pillar is the balance point and then the two pillars on the side are kind of the two polar opposites so in a sense that represents um, how our dynamically our relationship. So we're one of the pillars, the side pillars, the other person's the other side pillar. And then what we're trying to create is the vesica energy, which is the middle pillar. So if you just Mm -hmm. use that, um, even if you just look at that uh, vesica with the intention that you'd like to balance your relationship, or you could take uh, an image of you and that person 
And then similar to the uh, infinity symbol, uh, you that Dr. Kareem said you could just project with your mind's eye onto one of your images of the past. You just project the Vesca Pisces onto that image between you and the person. You're almost like connecting your relationship to the energy pattern of the Vesca Pisces, which is the dynamic balance pattern. And yes. you'll basically be doing like a, a, a resonance instantaneous healing, like an energetic mm-hmm. download. Beautiful. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could run. Uh, I don't know if we have time, but I could run some frequencies for her too from the Arcturians, or if you want. Yeah, to. yeah, I think it would be helpful for everyone. So let's go ahead and do that. Okay, okay, we'll do one one, one strong frequency for that. And, and if people want are seeking or looking to create balance in the relationship, but they can also use it to balance any uh, interaction. This is actually, um, you know, a direct inspired uh, download now between the Arcturians and one of the higher beings of the spiritual hierarchy called the Cherubim. Of course, we know the Cherubim, uh, like the, the small, <laughs> they all sometimes portrayed as small uh, baby angels. Uh, angels, <laughs> but they're actually very, uh, very powerful. They're second to the highest <laughs> in this conception. Yes, to the, the spirits of harmony and balance. That's kind of the why we're invoking them. Okay, so we're starting. We're in the Arcturian cherubim balanced relationship frequency. And then people can think of a, a person they're trying to create more harmony and balance, or even a group of people, or even a situation. It can be a relationship. It could be even with a land, a land energy, or even an object, even a concept. They're trying to create balance. These are all relationships and important to If you want to, in the same time, project the Vesca shape, Vesca Pisces, in this case, it's better to see the, if you can, the entire two-circle overlapping and just lightly project it on top of a image that's symbolic of that relationship and that will balance, bring that information to that relationship. Okay. That's a short but intense transmission from the cherubim and the Arcturian for a balanced relationship. Thank you, Jean. And Cindy, yeah, thank you, Cindy, for bringing that forth. I think, I feel that that was helpful for a lot of people. And okay, Jean, so now um, (laughs) the Arcturian Manifestation transmission um, with the dodecahedron. Is that what Mm -hmm. you are intending for all of us at this point? Yes, yes. We'll we'll run that. And people, um, they have, yeah, that's great. Yeah, people have their sort of intentions that they wanted or. Mm-hmm. Get them clear, everybody. <laughs> Write them down. Speak them out loud. Proclaim them. And uh, yes, 
good timing for all of this, Jane. Oh, yeah. And then, like I mentioned, if you want to kind of go into deep resonance, of course, this is non-conceptual, non-cognitive, what you just need to do, but kind of connect, uh, direct download. If you have the shape in mind of the dodecahedron, or it can simply be intention, even if you don't know exactly what it looks like, just intend that it's sort of slightly above your head as this is going on, and you'll, all your consciousness and subtle bodies will download that information. Okay. So we're going to um, start now. Yeah. We're starting the Arcturian dodecahedron manifestation frequency. The dodecahedron is a 12-sided platonic solid made up of 12 pentagrams of pentagons. Continue to deepen the Arcturian dodecahedron manifestation frequency. We're entering a second deepening phase, bringing the frequencies and energy and information deeper into our system and also our specific intention. Finally, we're entering a third deepening phase, connecting with the dodecahedron, 
also particularly receiving a download from the Elohim, the spirits of form, or the angelic beings and the spiritual hierarchy involved with the universal sacred geometrical pattern. That completes the Arturian dodecahedron manifestation frequency. You can Thank gently you, come back Jane. to your physical body now. Yeah. Snap, snap. <laughs> snap, snap, that's snap. right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is everybody doing? Uh, Jean, thank you so much for all of that and yeah, I'm so excited to see what comes forth with the the new um yeah, this this beautiful temple you'll be creating um with everyone with the live transmissions. Again, they will begin January sixteenth, seventeenth, and go through the eighteenth of January. And um but if you want to start on something right away, there's that beautiful bonus for the next for the first five days here. So hopefully you'll consider that. And uh, Jean, I want to read a few, um, at least a few of the comments that have come in. Um, Cindy wrote back in and said, simply beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cindy, I'm glad you're here and brought that forth um, through Jean. And let's see. Um, uh, Monica from New Zealand said, hi, Carrie and Jean. Um Wishing you happy holidays and to all in our beautiful Unity community, love and blessings. Thank you, Monica. Um, Eileen said, Dearest Carrie, so happy to be here. I just wanted to say the biggest uh, and most sincere thank you for this show, uh, for your support this year. Your loving energy is immeasurable and deeply appreciated. You're changing our lives in magical ways. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, she went on to say, um, yes, it would be fantastic if we put a picture of that sign, the dodecahedron. So I will I will try to do that, Eileen. Um, and she said, thank you, Jean and Carrie. I hear you perfectly, and this session is amazing, so informative. Uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Um, I'll read one more here. Bridget from Vancouver. Um, I said, hi, Carrie and Jean. No question. Just wanted to send you both uh, my gratitude for all you've brought forward um, this past year. Can't wait for all the all that we co-create in 2023. Love, blessings, and gratitude. Thank you, Bridget in Vancouver. So, um, yeah, lots to look forward to. Oh, Jennifer wanted to say thank you again for the mini healing session, Jean. It was beautiful, and she is deeply grateful. I loved you both. Love right back to you, Jennifer. So, Jean, my friend, it's always so fun. Um, <laughs> so, thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Any final message that you want to leave 
this lovely, beautiful, sacred community with. Oh, yeah, no, it was great. Great to be able to discuss these topics and unpack these questions were wonderful to unpack even deeper. Uh, yeah, the energy is coming from the beings. And I like how you uh, pointed out the astral uh, temple school. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that if people want, um, you know, every evening, you know, there's it's called uh, some uh, school is called night school. You know, we can go study with uh, spiritual beings and teachers in the inner world. So if you wanted to deepen your understanding of sacred geometry, just uh, before you fall asleep, just make the intention to go to, you could say, night school or the inner temples of sacred geometry, and mm-hmm. uh, just put a pad of uh, paper by your bed. Uh, and then when you wake up, you might note uh, even having very extensive dreams uh, or even just a small snippet, but just know that you're, Superconsciousness is downloading that information. That's awesome. Yes, please do that. <laughs> mm. I mean, we'll all yeah. see each other there, and um, oh yeah, and that would <laughs> it'll be a party before the live party in January, the live uh, temple party. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, it's a beautiful intention before you go to sleep uh, to do these things. So. Jean, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Um, yeah, you're wonderful. Keep, uh, yeah, I know you'll keep, keep doing what you're doing because it's really blessing a lot of people and making a big difference on the planet. So thank you to you and the Arcturians and all the beings that you work with. And the the Elohim that came through, the cherubim. Yeah. Yeah, the cherubim. Uh, right? The mighty yeah. cherubim, yes. Um they are it's funny like you said, they're they're they you know, we visualize them in, in these images as babies, but they're these mighty angels. So that was beautiful that they came in too. And the Elohim. Yeah. So lots to look forward to with your three live calls coming up, so Thanks again, Jean, and to everyone who's joined us or who will listen in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the gift of your time, your love, your energy, your presence today. We appreciate you and hope that you received the insights, the new awarenesses, um, the soulful activations and transmissions that are most beneficial for you at this time. As always, you know, our speakers extend these really unique and special opportunities to take what you've heard here further and experience a deeper connection with these teachings, with your own gifts, um, and with, with their healing work. So, of course, today is no exception. So if all of this is um, resonating with you, really give yourself that gift of saying yes to the opportunities presented in Jean's special offer for expansion and healing and illumination and evolution. Um, that's what this is all about. So thank you. Um, for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and joy uh, directly from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and please offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, And, of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light. I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Uh, Bye, everybody.